وَقَالَ مُوسَى And Musa a.s. said, after a very long time, when Musa a.s. made many attempts to, you know, for Fir'aun to believe, he showed them one sign after the other. Fir'aun, you know, he was tested with many things also. Him and his people, with blood, with the lice and the famine and so on and so forth. Frogs and locusts, many adab. And every time he was struck by a disaster, he would go to Musa a.s. and say, make dua to Allah. If He relieves us of this difficulty, we will believe in you and we'll let the Bani Israel go. But what would happen? Every time the difficulty was removed, Fir'aun would go back on his word. He wouldn't believe in Musa a.s. So after a passage of many, many years, وَقَالَ مُوسَى Musa a.s. said, رَبَّنَا O our Lord, إِنَّكَ Indeed you آتَيْتَ You have given Fir'aun a Fir'aun وَمَلَأَهُ And his people زِينَةً Adornment, beauty. You have given Fir'aun and his people a lot of zina. What is zina? Beautification. Now what is beautification? What is beauty? It's of different levels. One is the beauty of the heart. What is the beauty of the heart? What is it that beautifies the heart most? Iman. Okay. After Iman, after Iman, what is it that beautifies the heart? The inside of a person. Good qualities, right? Being sincere, being genuine, being truthful, being loving, right? Concerned for others, careful about them, sensitive towards their feelings. This is all what? Beauty of the heart. Inner beauty, like we talk about. Then there is another level, which is physical beauty. And this is with the body of the person and the things that a person puts on their body in order to beautify it even more, whether it's in the form of makeup or jewelry or clothes. Alright? Then there is another level, which is the wealth or the things that a person has surrounded himself with. Right? So for example, the house, the place, the couch, the rug... The clothes came in the body. Okay? What you put on your body to beautify. And then it's not just physical beauty, it's also intangible beauty. So for example, the status of a person, the education of a person, the way a person talks, the way he, you know, his friends, his links. Okay? Musa salam said, Oh Allah, you have given Fir'aun and his mala beauty. Which beauty is this? Material. Material. Whether it was their beautiful physical forms, their colorful hair, like it is said that certain people, they had red hair, which was uh, Fir'aun's people, which was something quite looked up to in that time and in that society. And not just that, I mean, if you look at their drawings even, and if you look at their sculptures even, you see long necks and tall figures, right? So, zina, a lot of zina. And besides zina, wa amwalan. And a lot of wealth also. Fil hayat dunya in the life of this world. Oh Allah, you have given them so much zina, so much wealth. Rabbana, oh our Lord, liyudillu an sabilik. As a result, they are misleading people from your way, from your path. Liyudillu, lam is of two kinds. One is for illa, and the other is of aqiba. What is illa? Reason. If you translate this as reason, so. Oh, our Lord, you have given them this so that they would mislead people from your way. But what is more appropriate over here is that it is lamb of aqiba, of consequence. That, oh Allah, you have given them all of this beauty and wealth, and as a result, what are they doing with this beauty and wealth? They're misleading people from your way. Because people think that they are right. They're using this power, this influence that they have in the wrong way. Because you see, what was the main cause because of which Fir'aun was prevented from accepting Musa a.s.? What was it? It was a social status. It was all the things associated with it. Because of which he felt himself to be superior. He was very proud of his people. He was very proud of his kingdom. And he didn't want to lose it by believing in an Israeli prophet. Right? And if he let the Bani Israel go... If he let all the servants and the workers go, what would happen to the infrastructure of that society? Think about it. The working class was like half the population. And even if it was not half the population, it was very, very important. Because who would clean? Who would wash their clothes? Who would make their hair? Right? And who would 
put all of these big structures up for them. Who would do all the work? So this is why he didn't let the Bani Israel go. So what was the main, main cause that was preventing Fir'aun from believing? It was his power and everything associated with it. And because he wasn't believing, everyone else was following him also. So this is why Musa a.s. he wanted that this wealth, this power that Fir'aun had, it's about time that it should come to an end. Because if it doesn't come to an end, what's going to happen? All these people are going to go astray, and everyone who's going to come after them is also going to go astray. And what's going to happen to the Bani Israel? When are they going to be free? And when are the believers going to be free? So this is why he prayed against them, against Fir'aun and his people. رَبَّنَا O our Lord, اِطْمِسْ عَلَىٰ أَمْوَالِهِمْ اِطْمِسْ Thumbs. Thumbs is basically to wipe off, to erase, to remove. So اِطْمِسْ عَلَىٰ أَمْوَالِهِمْ Meaning obliterate their wealth, just destroy their wealth. Destroy their power, finish them. وَشْدُدْ عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ And harden their hearts. Because it's been such a long time. They're not believing. فَلَا يُؤْمِنُوا So they do not believe. حَتَّى يَرَوُ الْعَذَابَ الْأَلِيمُ Until they see the painful punishment. Musa is basically praying against Fir'aun and his people. And you might wonder why. Aren't prophets supposed to be very kind and forgiving towards their people? Yes, they are. And they always are. But you see, enough is enough. Every nation is given some time. Individuals are given time, they're given respite, in which they're allowed to make mistake, and they're allowed to see what is right, what is wrong, and they're given the opportunity to return. But if they choose not to, I mean eventually their time is going to end. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not let injustice prevail. Eventually injustice will be stopped. And Fir'aun was a very, very unjust man. He was a tyrant, whose tyranny is known till today. So obviously that had to be finished. So Musa a.s. is praying against Fir'aun and his people. Why? Because he was the problem. Fir'aun was the main problem. Because of whom so many people were prevented from belief. And so many people were prevented from practicing their faith. Qala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Qad ujibat, certainly it has been responded. It has been accepted. What? Da'watukuma, the dua of both of you. Your dua has been accepted. But obviously, there is going to be a delay in its actualization. Like, we make dua, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts it, but it is fulfilled when? Two years later. Five years later. You don't know when it's going to be accepted, when it's going to be actualized. But it is going to actualize, one day or another. In fact, when a person makes dua sincerely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah responds to it always, but in different ways. Sometimes exactly the way the servant wants things to happen, but there could be a delay. Could be immediately, could be five years later, could be 50 years later. Could be in his lifetime, could be after his lifetime. And sometimes the reward is preserved for him, for when? For the akhirah. And sometimes something else that is much better is given to a person, or a difficulty is removed from him. So, قَدْ أُجِيبَتْ دَعْوَتُكُمَا Your dua has been accepted. It's not going to go waste. But until it actualizes, what should you do? Just sit and watch and observe. Yeah? Because this is what we think we have to do. Make dua and just sit back and relax. No. When you make dua, that's when the action begins. When you make dua, that's when you have to really start working and working. So fastaqima, remain firm. Don't give up. وَلَا تَتَّبِعَانِّي And do not follow سَبِيلَ الَّذِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ The way of the people who do not know. Don't follow the way of Fir'aun. Don't follow the way of the ignorant people. Rather remain firm on your da'wah. Keep calling Fir'aun and his people. Keep advising the Bani Israel. And be patient. And don't follow the way of the people who do not know. People who are ignorant. It is said that it took about 40 years for the dua of Musa a.s. to finally actualize. Forty years. After that, what happened? How was it actualized? Wajawazna. And we made to cross. Bibani Israel. The Bani Israel. Al-Bahradasi. After every night, there is a day. 
After every problem, there is relief. So the Bani Israel who were trapped in Egypt, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told them just accept it. You have to be here. Make your houses into a qibla. Worship together. Keep working. Be firm. And what happened eventually? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told them, leave. So what happened? They were made to cross the sea. فَأَتْبَعُهُمْ فِرْعَوْنَ But Fir'aun followed them. And not alone, وَجُنُودُهُ And his armies. Fir'aun and his armies all came after Bani Israel in order to stop them from escaping. And they followed them into the sea also. And they came بَغْيًا In tyranny, wa'adwa and enmity. Baghyan. What is baghi? Oppression. They came in oppression. Oppression against on who? The Bani Israel. If you think about it, they were going home, poor creatures. I mean, if anyone is going home, let them go for God's sake. Why are you stopping them? But he came, baghyan, in tyranny. It's like imagine if there is a person who's trying to escape. He's trying to escape because he's been imprisoned unjustly. Right? And then what happens? He tries to escape, he tries to run away, but he's caught. And when he's caught, how is he treated? Worse than before. Worse than before. So this is what his intention was. He came with the intention of really, really giving it to Bani Israel. Baghyan. Wa'adwa. An enmity. Enmity against who? Bani Israel and Musa a.s. Hatta until idha adrakahu al-gharaqu. Until when adrakahu it overtook him. What overtook him? Al-gharaq, the drowning. Because remember, the Bani Israel, they crossed the sea safely. And Fir'aun, when he followed them into the middle of that path, what happened as soon as he reached the center? What happened? The water came falling down on him. Right? And he was about to drown. So when he was in that state, إِذَا أَدْرَكَهُ الْغَرَقُ When drowning overtook him, when he realized there's no escape, I can't run this way, I can't run that way, there's no ship here that I can float on, he knew that he was going to drown. He knew that he was going to die. What did he do? قَالَ He said, آمَنْتُ I believe. أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا الَّذِي آمَنَتْ بِهِ بَنُوا إِسْرَائِيلِ I believe that La ilaha, there is no God, illa except Allah, the one who amanat bihi banu Israel, the banu Israel believe in. I believe in Allah, I believe that He is the only God. Wa anamin al Muslimi, and I am of the Muslims. And when you hear this statement, you're like, finally He gets it. But didn't He get it before? Many times. So why is He accepting now? Because He knows there is no way out. He knows there's no way out. Like in a hadith, we learned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts the tawbah of the servant as long as he does not yugharghir. What is yugharghir? When he starts choking and the sounds of, you know, the last breaths, you can hear them. There's a difference. One is a person who is near death in the sense that he's extremely ill at the hospital and he has this feeling that I'm not going to make it. And another is a person who is going through death. He is experiencing death. Alright? He knows he cannot escape. So for example, Fir'aun, in the middle of the sea, he knew he was not going to make it. So at that time he believed. So did his belief help him? No. It was said, Al-Ana? Al-Ana. There's two Hamza over here. Okay? And it's been merged into one Hamza with a Mad. Al-Ana. is actually two Hamzas. One is a question. And the second is Al. Okay? Al-An. Which means time. So, Al-Ana? What? Now? Now you're believing? وَقَدَ عَصَيْتَ قَبْلُوا While before you were so disobedient, وَكُنْتَ مِنَ الْمُفْسِدِينَ And you were of the corruptors? But doesn't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept the repentance of corruptors also? Great mufsideen? Didn't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept the tawbah of the man who killed a hundred people? He did, right? Don't we learn from hadith that even if our sins reach up to the skies, if we turn to Allah seeking forgiveness, if we repent, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ready to forgive? Don't we learn that from hadith? Then how come Fir'aun was not forgiven? Hmm? Wrong timing? No, not exactly. That's not the only reason. That is one of the reasons, but not the only reason. Another reason? He was not sincere. This was just a way out. 
just a way out of trouble. Like he did so many times before. When? When every time he was in some disaster, he would say, Oh Musa, pray to your Lord, if he removes this from us, we're going to believe. And every time it happened, he wouldn't believe. So this is why he was not sincere. And this is why his repentance was not accepted either. فَالْيَوْمَ نُنَجِّيكَ So today we're going to save you بِبَدْنِكَ in your body. What does it mean? That Fir'aun, he died at sea. Okay, he drowned, he died at sea. But what happened? His body was thrown out of the sea. And his body was found by his people. So his people, they took his body back home and then they mummified it. And then they put it in their tomb from where it was shifted a couple of times. Recently, hundred years ago or something, a little more than that, it was discovered. And till today, his body is preserved. It is said that this is the same Fir'aun, Ramses II. And his body, which is now displayed in Cairo's Egyptian museum, was mummified. Right? Now think about it. Have you ever seen the image of that body? Just if you can Google it and show it here. It's repulsive. الْيَوْمَ نُنَجِّيكَ بِبَدَنِكَ You'll die, but your body will remain. Why will it remain? لِتَكُونَ So that you become لِمَنْ خَلْفَكَ For all those who come behind you, ayatan a sign. He wanted to show to his people, you dare believe in Allah, and I'll kill you the way I killed all these sorcerers. And I'll kill you the way I killed my wife. This is the message he was giving to his people, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made Fir'aun an ayah for all humanity. That you oppose God. You try to be arrogant and look at what will become of you. Look at what will become of your body. You could be decked with jewels. You could have a lot of treasures of this world. But if you stand arrogant before the Lord of the worlds, He will make you into nothing. He will make you into nothing. Such that your body is displayed before people. They look at you and they cringe. And you can't do anything to hide your faults. I mean, think about it. If we have a deficiency, you know, like a fault on our body, let's say there's a big wound and it's looking really, really disgusting. What do we do? We cover it up. If people have a bruise or something on their face, they put layers and layers of makeup to hide it. And here's Fir'aun, his entire body exposed. What can he do? What can he do? Nothing. فَالْيَوْمَ نُنَجِّيكَ بِبَدَنِكَ لِتَكُونَ لِمَنْ خَلْفَكَ آيَةً وَإِنَّ and indeed كَثِيرًا مِنَ النَّاسِ This big sign, but Allah says, majority of the people عَنْ آيَاتِنَا From our ayat, they are لَغَافِنُونَ Surely they are heedless. And this is a sad state. People see the body, but majority of the people, do they take a lesson? Do they take a lesson? No. They don't take a lesson. What lesson should they take? That Fir'aun had so much money, but all of that collapsed, all of that finished. It is said that Ramses II, when he died, less than 150 years after him, the entire Egyptian empire, it collapsed. It collapsed. Why? Because of his death, sudden death, and also because, imagine the working class, the Bani Israelites were gone. And Allah's lana was on those people, so they couldn't survive. The whole empire finished. Helpless, just lying there. Like a skeleton covered in filth. The hair is still intact. The body is still there. It is said that when they observed the body, they said that there was a lot of head injury because of which perhaps he died. And that's very much possible at sea. Right? So Allahu A'lam, what exactly happened? But Allah has said, الْيَوْمَ نُنَجِّيكَ بِبَدَنِكَ لِتَكُونَ لِمَنْ خَلْفَكَ آيَةً a sign, a warning for the people. From hadith we learned that it was the 10th of Muharram that Fir'aun drowned on Ashura. Because when the Prophet ﷺ went to Medina, he found that the Yahud used to fast on Ashura. And he inquired and they said that this is the day when the Bani Israel were rescued from Fir'aun. وَلَقَدْ بَوَّأْنَا بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلِ And certainly we settled the Bani Israel. مُبَوَّأَ الصِّدْقٍ مُبَوَّأ Place of settlement. What kind of place was it where they settled? Of Sidqin. Remember Sidqin we learned in the first lesson of Surah Yunus? One of the meanings of that is Maqa'ad al-Sidq. Qadam al-Sidq. What does it mean? Honorable. 
Right? So, Mubawa al-Sidqin, an honorable abode, an honorable home, a very respectable place where they used to live. And what was that? Palestine. That became their home, the land of the prophets. The land of the prophets, Mubawa al-Sidqin. وَرَزَقَنَاهُمْ مِنَ الطَّيِّبَاتِ And we provided them with good things. If you think about it, Fir'aun had zina, amwal. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose Bani Israel who didn't have zina, who didn't have amwal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them the deen. And what happened? He didn't deprive them of dunya after that. He gave them deen and He also gave them dunya. Because when they came home to this land of Mubawa al-Sidqin, what happened? وَرَزَقْنَاهُ مِنَ الطَّيِّبَاتِ We provided them with good things. The land is so fertile. It's such a central place. So much trade throughout history has happened over there. And fertile land, so much produce, so much food. وَرَزَقْنَاهُ مِنَ الطَّيِّبَاتِ They had religious blessings, worldly blessings. And when a person has the blessing of deen, the blessing of dunya, then how should he be towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How? Even more grateful compared to the average person. And every one of us over here is blessed with the blessing of deen and the blessings of this world also. You might say, but still, I don't have too much money. No. You have more money than people who are elsewhere. Alhamdulillah, you have food. You have security. You have clean clothes. You have the ability to wash your clothes. If not every day, maybe once a week. You can go to a laundromat even and get your clothes washed up and cleaned up. Yes, you don't have a fancy machine in your house, but you do have the ability to get clean clothes for yourself. Allah has given us worldly blessings and dini blessings. So what is our responsibility? Be even more grateful. Remember Surah Al-Baqarah? Ya Bani Israel, udhkuru ni'mati. Remember my blessings. And part of remembering the blessings is what? Show gratitude. But instead of showing gratitude, what did the Bani Israel do? But they didn't differ. Hatta until Ja'ahumul ilmu, knowledge came to them. In other words, Allah gave them knowledge of the deen. And instead of implementing it, what did they do? They opposed one another. They used verses against each other. People use arrows against each other. And they used knowledge of the deen against each other to shoot one another with, to defeat one another with. You see the Sahaba, they had differences. They had differences. And they argued very passionately also. But those differences did not make them enemies to one another. They still remained brothers. In the Quran, what do we learn? وَأَصْبَحْتُمْ بِنِعْمَتِهِ إِخْوَانًا Because of Islam, you became brothers. And what do we see? Is a state of the ummah. Because of Islam, we become enemies. Isn't it? Because of Islam, we start moving away from each other. Islam is supposed to unite our hearts. But when we don't take Islam the right way, when we abuse it, when it's for the wrong reasons, then these differences become into opposition and divisions. And that's exactly what happened with the Bani Israel. Allah says, إِنَّ رَبَّكَ يَقْضِي بَيْنَهُمْ Indeed, your Lord is going to decide between them. يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ On the Day of Judgment, فِيمَا كَانُوا فِيهِ يَخْتَلِفُونَ Concerning all that which they differ. Because you see, when people argue in this way, when they have a bias against this guy is wrong and I'm right, this sheikh is wrong and my sheikh is right, then what happens? You're not seeking the truth. You're just defending yourself and you want to shoot the other down somehow or the other. So is there any resolve to such a debate? No. Because the ego has come in, right? People are not seeking the truth. They're seeking glory. So for such disputes, there is no solution in this world. And if you put your hand even a little bit in it, good luck trying to get out. Because people who get stuck in these Find details of aqidah, of this shaykh, of that shaykh, of this manhaj, of that manhaj, then it's a very messy web. Very messy web. So avoid it. Because if you start getting entangled in these arguments, there's no solution. Allah will decide on the day of judgment. What is your responsibility? Focus on what you have to do. And this is also a very important life lesson. Sometimes you're arguing with a person, they're not willing to give up. 
then what should you do? Analyze their email, and every sentence, you know, rebuttal, somehow or the other defeat them. Is this what you should do? You'll waste your entire work day and you'll get nowhere because you'll get another email shooting you. So what's the point? Get away from this mess and focus on what you have to do. Learn a lesson from the Bani Israel. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the messenger. فَإِن كُنْتَ فِي شَكٍ If you are in any doubt, مِمَّا concerning that which أَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ We have revealed to you, if you are in any doubt concerning this Qur'an, did the Prophet ﷺ have any doubt? The story of Musa ﷺ, did he have any doubt? No. But sometimes people do develop doubts. So indirectly, who is being informed? We are being informed that if you have any doubt concerning what Allah has said, concerning what Allah has revealed, then fas'al, then go ahead and ask الَّذِينَ يَقْرَؤُونَ الْكِتَابَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ Those people who read the book before you. Meaning ask the Jews and the Christians. Do they have any account of Musa Of Fir'aun? And you will find very similar account over there. Allah comforts the messenger. لَقَدْ جَاءَكَ الْحَقِّ Certainly the truth has come to you. مِنْ رَبِّكَ from your Lord. فَلَا تَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الْمُمْتَرِينَ So never be of those who doubt. Because if you doubt, if you have even the slightest doubt in Qur'an, then that's it. Your faith will collapse. وَلَا تَكُونَنَّ And do not be. And notice, لَا تَكُونَنَّ Never be. Never ever be. مِنَ الَّذِينَ From among those people who كَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ Who deny the verses of Allah. Don't be like them. Why? فَتَكُونَ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ Because then you would be of the losers. Look at Fir'aun. Look at Fir'aun. What happened to him? What happened to his tomb? What happened to his treasures? What happened to his glory? Khasirin, losers. A big lesson to be learned from the story of Fir'aun. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ Indeed, those people who حَقَّتْ عَلَيْهِمْ It has come into effect on them. حَقَّتْ حَقْ means what? True. But حَقْ also means incumbent, necessary, justified. So حَقَّتْ عَلَيْهِمْ Meaning it has come into effect on them. It has happened against them. It is justified against them. What? كَلِمَةُ Rabbik, The word of your Lord. These people لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ They are never going to believe. What does it mean by this? That those people against whom the command of your Lord has come into effect. What command? What decision of your Lord? that these people are just going to receive punishment now. Like Musa salam prayed against Fir'aun after many years. And what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, your dua has been accepted. Then what happened? Did Fir'aun believe after that? Even when he did believe on seeing the punishment, did his iman help him? No. So every person, every people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them some time. But when that time is up, then what happens? حَقَّتْ عَلَيْهِمْ كَلِمَةُ الْعَذَابِ the word of punishment, meaning the command of punishment, it is justified in them. So such people, now are they going to change? No. And even if they outwardly change, is it genuine? No. لا يؤمنون. So such people are going to be deprived of iman. وَلَوْ جَاءَتْهُمْ And even if it came to them, كُلُّ آيَةٍ Every miracle, every sign, every proof is shown to them. They're not going to believe. Like it happened with Fir'aun. Did he believe? On seeing the Asa, Yadul Bayda, on seeing all those locusts and all those creepy crawlies, did he believe? No. حَتَّى until يَرَوُوا they see الْعَذَابَ الْأَلِيمِ The painful punishment. When they see the punishment, yes, then they believe. Why? Just to escape. Like Fir'aun did. But is that going to help? No. It doesn't help. فَلَوْلَا so why not? Kanat it was. Qariyatun, a people, a city. Amanat, it believed. Fanafa'aha, so benefited it. Imanuha, its belief. How come there hasn't been any nation who believed at such a critical time and then their iman benefited them illa except qawma Yunus, the people of Yunus salam. Lamma amanu, when they believed, كَشَفْنَا عَنْهُمْ We removed from them. عَذَابِ الْخِزِي The punishment of humiliation. فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا In the life of this world. The people of Yunus alayhi salam, where were they from? Nineveh. 
And Yunus was sent to them as a messenger, but what happened? These people, they disbelieved. This went on for quite some time. He kept reminding them, kept doing da'wah to them, but they were not willing to believe. Until the kalima adab, meaning the promise of punishment, it was made. So Yunus he warned the people, that okay, you don't want to believe, don't. In three days, punishment is coming. So what happened? Yunus he was frustrated with the people. He said, they're not believing. Within three days, they'll be punished anyway. So I might as well go and do da'wah to somebody else. He left them. And he went, boarded a ship, and you know what happened with him. Right? Now, the people behind, what happened after three days, they saw the signs of punishment approaching, like a big disaster or something approaching, whatever it was. And they realized that, oh, he was right. And he's not even here anymore. He's left us. They saw the punishment coming. It hadn't come yet. What did they do? They came out to their streets. The men and the women and the children and the elderly. They even brought their animals and everybody out in the open crying out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, forgive us, forgive us, we believe, forgive us, forgive us, we believe. They begged and begged Allah. And what happened? The punishment was removed. They were not punished. Now earlier we learned that Fir'aun, when he believed when the punishment was coming upon him, it wasn't, it wasn't accepted. But these people of Yunus salam, when they believed on seeing the punishment, they were accepted. Why? There are many reasons. First of all, this was an exceptional situation. How? Their prophet left them too early without Allah's permission. Even in those three days that they had left, those last three days, Yunus was still responsible to do da'wah to them. It's like you are responsible to try to save someone until their last breath. Right? So you are responsible to do da'wah to them until they're alive. You can't just say, oh you know what? They are old anyway. How long are they going to live? They're already you know, one step in hellfire. So why should I bother about them? We cannot do that. And if the messenger left them, they kind of had an, they had an excuse that we didn't know everything, we weren't fully informed, or we were not fully warned, because the messenger left us. So this was an exceptional situation, and they had an excuse. Secondly, remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows about the intentions of people. Fir'aun believed in order to get out of trouble, and they believed with sincerity. Likewise, Fir'aun saw the punishment, death overtaking him, and then he believed, like a person who is breathing his last breaths, Right? He's choking. And then he believes. Then he apologizes. But they believed, the people of Yunus believed when they saw the punishment approaching. Like a person who's severely ill and he thinks he might not make it. And there are many people who believe at this stage, who do tawbah at this stage. Like you know Hajjaj bin Yusuf? Do you know about him? Hajjaj bin Yusuf attacked Makkah. He fought against the companions. He killed many companions. He ordered many companions to be assassinated. Imagine, Hajjaj bin Yusuf. But this man, before he died, he did tawbah. He did tawbah. And he said, Ya Allah, forgive me so that people know that your forgiveness is even greater than my oppression and tyranny. This is why the ulama say, don't say anything against Hajjaj bin Yusuf. Because Allah knows, he repented. And we have to give him the benefit of the doubt that his tawbah was, it was accepted. So, at the end, what do we learn? What's the lesson in this? That don't wait until it's too late. Don't wait until it's too late. Because you never know when our time might come to an end. Sometimes we keep delaying important things. We keep procrastinating later, later, later. But don't delay because the next moment could be your last moment. But these people, Allah says, when they believed, كَشَفْنَا عَنْهُمْ عَذَابُ الْخِزِي فِي الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا وَمَتَّعْنَاهُمْ إِلَى حِينَ We let them enjoy for a time. Meaning they weren't here on this world forever. They were here for some time. For how long? In Surah Al-Safat we learn, فَآمَنُوا فَمَتَّعْنَاهُمْ إِلَى حِينَ Over there also, it is mentioned, إِلَى حِينَ How many people were there? مِئَةِ أَلْفٍ أَوْ يَزِيدُونَ They were about a hundred thousand or more. Right? Allah says, if your Lord wanted, لَآمَنَ مَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ Surely, 
everyone on the earth would have believed. Whoever's on the earth would have believed if Allah wanted. Kullum, all of them, jami'an, all together. Meaning there would not even be a single disbeliever. How nice. How easy. If we were naturally pious, naturally righteous, we didn't have any struggles, wouldn't it be so good? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't do that. Why? What would be the purpose of this life? How would this dunya be different from Jannah? This dunya is a place of test, right? Who will believe? Who will do the right thing? Who will choose to do the right thing and who doesn't? So Allah comforts the messenger. If Allah doesn't force people to believe, anta would then you, tukrihun nasa, you force people, hatta yakunu mu'minin, until they become believers. If Allah does not force people to believe, who are you and I to force people to believe? We can only try. We can only guide them. We can only show them. We can't force them to believe. وَمَا كَانَ لِنَفْسٍ And it is not possible for any person أَن تُؤْمِنَ That it believes إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ Except with the permission of Allah. When Allah allows for a person to accept Islam, to have iman, only then that person can believe. Before that, not possible. Now, a person might say, well then, why is it people's fault if it's in Allah's hands? You see, whatever happens, happens with the permission of Allah. Right? And Allah knows who is worthy of iman and who is not worthy of iman. The Prophet ﷺ made dua, Oh Allah, make one of the two umars on the side of Islam. And which Umar was guided to Islam? Umar bin Khattab. Because he was deserving of it. And the other man, not deserving of it. So, وَمَا كَانَ لِنَفْسٍ أَن تُؤْمِنَ إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ وَيَجْعَلُ الرِّجْسَ And Allah places the filth, meaning filth of doubt, filth of disbelief, of pride, عَلَى الَّذِينَ لَا يَعْقِلُونَ On those people who do not use reason, who do not use their mind. Because if they use their mind, they would have no reason to disbelieve. But because they don't use their mind, they're covered with the filth of shirk and kufr and doubt, and as a result, they don't believe. Qul say, unduru, look at, what all is there in the heavens and the earth? I mean, are there not enough proofs for iman? There are so many proofs. Look at everything that Allah has made around you, above you. Look at the flowers that are blooming and the trees that are budding. Aren't they enough as signs? وَمَا تُغْنِي But it does not benefit. Who? Al-ayat, the signs. وَالنُّذُرْ And the warnings. عَنْ قَوْمِ اللَّا يُؤْمِنُونَ The people who do not believe. People who don't want to believe, then no signs and no warnings can help them. Right? Like if a person has made up his mind, he's going to do something a particular way, then no matter what suggestion you give them, no matter what alternate way you teach them, are they going to listen to you? No. Because they've made up their mind. Likewise, People who have decided that they're not going to believe, they're not going to believe no matter what they see. So what do we learn in this ayah? That so many things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created, things that we look at, things that we eat, we drink, we enjoy, but they're not just for the purpose of eating and drinking and amusing ourselves with. They're also ayat. They're also means of strengthening our faith, increasing our faith. So when we eat an apple, don't just think about the crisp apple or the crunchy apple or the cold apple. It's not just food to enjoy. It's an ayah. It's a sign that is meant to draw us closer to Allah. فَهَلْ يَنْتَلِيُونَ Those who are delaying, who see the truth, but yet they're not accepting, what are they waiting for? فَهَلْ يَنْتَلِيُونَ So are they waiting? إِلَّا except مِثْلَ That which is similar to ayam days, الَّذِينَ Of those people who خَلَوْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ Who passed before them. In other words, are they waiting for the days of history to repeat? What happened to Fir'aun? Do they want that to repeat with them? What happened to Abu Jahl? They want that to repeat with them? Is that what they're waiting for? قُلْ سَيْفَنْتَظِرُوا So go ahead and wait. إِنِّي مَعَكُمْ مِنَ الْمُنْتَظِرِينَ Indeed, I am with you, waiting. In other words, what are they waiting for? When do they want to believe? When they see the angel of death approaching them? When they see that their body is completely helpless and weak and they cannot do anything, then they're going to change? Like there are some people who think that they will start praying when they're old. They will go for hajj when they're old. But what's hajj on a wheelchair? When you cannot even do rummy yourself and you have to ask somebody to go do rummy for you. 
But when we're young and active and healthy, and we have the money, we want to go on vacation. We want to buy a house. We want to buy one car after another. We want to fulfill our dreams of this world. What are we waiting for? ثُمَّ نُنَجِّي Then we shall save. Meaning when the punishment will come, we will save رُسُلَنَا Our messengers وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا And those people who believe. كَذَلِكَ حَقًّا Likewise, it is incumbent. Meaning it's an obligation. It is a حق عَلَيْنَا on us. What? That nunjil mu'mineen. We should save the believers. Allah has taken the responsibility to save the believers, to deliver the believers. So what is being said over here? That those who are not believing, basically the Makkans are being addressed. Then what are you waiting for? Why aren't you believing? You want some punishment to come upon you? Well, when it will come, then Allah will just save the believers and the prophets. Not those who reject. قُلْ say, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ O mankind, إِن كُنْتُمْ فِي شَكِّنْ If you are in any doubt, مِنْ دِينِ Concerning my religion, then know that I'm not going to change. فَلَا أَعْبُدُ Then I do not worship. الَّذِينَ تَعْبُدُونَ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ Those whom you worship besides Allah. وَلَكِنْ بَرْ أَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ I worship Allah. الَّذِي يَتَوَفَّاكُمْ The one who will take you and fall. Meaning he's going to cause you to die. You're going back to him. وَأُمِرْتُ أَنْ أَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And I have been commanded that I should be of those who believe. All people call to their faiths. Right? But over here the Prophet ﷺ is being told that no matter who calls you, no matter what they say, you are going to remain firm upon Tawheed. You are not going to change your faith. وَأَنْ and that أَقِمْ وَجْهَكَ أَقِمْ You establish wajhaka your face. Meaning direct your face. Be focused on what? لِلْدِّينِ For the religion which is Hanifa, which is straightforward, which is inclining to the truth. وَلَا تَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ And do not be of those who do shirk. So keep yourself firm upon your faith. No matter what is going on in the world, you have to remain firm upon Tawheed. Because if you have Tawheed, you'll survive. وَلَا تَدْعُوا And do not call upon مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ Besides Allah. مَا لَا يَنْفَعُكَ That which will never benefit you. وَلَا يَضُرُّكَ Nor it can harm you. Because what's the reason behind shirk? Why is the people turn to others besides Allah? For help. For benefit. For relief from dhur. But Allah says, don't do that. فَإِنْ فَعَلْتَ Because if you did it, فَإِنَّكَ إِذَا مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ Then you would be of the wrongdoers. You would never be helped. The one who accepted the dua of Nuh, the one who accepted the dua of Musa, he is the one you should call upon. And remember, وَإِنْ يَمْسَسْكَ اللَّهُ بِضُرٍ If Allah afflicts you with some difficulty, with some hardship, فَلَا كَاشِفَ لَهُ إِلَّهُ Then there is none who can remove it except Him. So every time you're in difficulty, turn to who? Him. وَإِنْ يُرِدْكَ بِخَيْرٍ And if He intends some good for you, فَلَا رَادَّ لِفَضْلِهِ Then there is none who can remove His fadl, His bounty from you. يُصِيبُ بِهِ مَنْ He reaches whomsoever He wills with it. مِنْ عِبَادِهِ From His servants. Meaning, if He intends to show good to someone, He does it. And if He intends to show harm to someone, He does it. وَهُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ And He is a forgiving and merciful. Each person is suffering one way or another in this world. Don't despair in your suffering. Turn to Him. Pray and pray and pray more. Like Yunus salam. Remain hopeful and never give up. Never think it's over. Keep turning to Him. قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ Say, O Prophet wasallam, O mankind, قَدْ جَاءَكُمُ الْحَقُّ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ The truth has come to you from your Lord. فَمَنْ اِهْتَدَى So whoever obtains guidance, فَإِنَّمَا يَهْتَدِي لِنَفْسِهِ If any person accepts the truth, accepts the guidance, who is he going to benefit? Allah? Is he going to benefit Muhammad Who is he going to benefit? Himself. وَمَنْ ضَلَّ And whoever goes astray, فَإِنَّمَا يَضِلُّ عَلَيْهَا Then indeed he will go astray against himself, meaning he is going to suffer. وَمَا أَنَا عَلَيْكُمْ بِوَكِيلٍ And I am not a manager over you that I have to force you to believe. I am just someone who will convey. So whoever accepts, benefits himself. And whoever rejects, harms himself. And what's the message for the Prophet? وَاتَّبِعْ مَا يُحَا إِلَيْكَ Follow what is revealed to you. Wasbir and be patient. Hatta yahkum Allah until Allah will judge. Wahu khairul hakimin and he is the best of judges. Follow what is revealed. Do it yourself first. Remain patient when there is difficulty in opposition. Keep doing sabr until the mission is accomplished. Trust Allah's decision. It will come at the right time because he is the best of all judges. So this surah, Makki surah, the opposition was a lot. The Prophet ﷺ is comforted with the story of Nuh ﷺ, Musa ﷺ, and he's advised, remain firm no matter what happens.
And the same goes to us as well. Recitation of these ayat. وَقَالَ مُوسَى رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ آتَيْتَ فِرْعَوْنَ وَمَلَأَهُ زِينَةً وَأَمْوَالًا فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا رَبَّنَا لِيُضِلُّوا عَنْ سَبِيلِكَ رَبَّنَا طُمِسْ عَلَى أَمْوَالِهِمْ وَاشْدُدْ عَلَى قُلُوبِهِمْ فَلَا يُؤْمِنُوا